new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn, and today, on a wonderful Friday, uh, the Spring Game Eve, we're going to talk about the Spring Game. I've got Glenn West and Dylan Sanders alongside me. Uh, Glenn, fresh off of just pumping out content, and Dylan got out of the house and got a haircut, so he's here. He's alive and well, uh, getting ready to uh, get done with school. But before that, we've got the Spring Game, and we're going to talk about the Spring Game today, but... We're going to go ahead and start this off with making sure that for Dylan's graduation present, all you have to do, folks, is subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that like button and comment down below what you think of Dylan's haircut and where he should go elsewhere to try to get his haircut if you do not like it. Uh, I was going to say, what are you, are you trying to imply? I like it. I, I like to, it. I need to go somewhere else. I like it. <laughs> Glenn and I go with the traditional push our hair all the way over to the side haircuts. And uh, you're, 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 you know... You're you're mixing it up a little bit, so I I do applaud the effort and I enjoy it. I like it. That's good. It's good. Now let's talk spring game, guys. Uh, look, I was joking with Sonny earlier this week in our podcast that if you haven't checked it out, talking about recruiting kind of leads into this weekend, uh, which you know we could do a whole other podcast on the impact of recruiting and Glenn. Uh, you know you were able to talk with Coach Kelly about this earlier this week and a good piece you put up on the website um, about that, but. He said LSU is notoriously not known for you know having a big showing in spring games, and obviously this year is going to be an interesting one. We were talking about it before we started recording. What would this spring game look like? In the terms of, and we've highlighted on the board and throughout our podcast, you know, it's not going to be something that's necessarily uh, what you may see in years past or from other teams. Now, other teams have gotten creative this year. Auburn, we talked about that, you know, they where the defense had 24 points. The offense's goal was to match that fun little thing and competition. You still want to make it competitive, but Glenn White, like we've talked about, I mean, LSU's going to have to get creative with that, and we were kind of just, you know, throwing ideas where it feels like this is really going to be a situation with obviously the depth concerns at offensive line. Uh, you want to keep everyone healthy across the board, uh, but I still do feel like we're going to be able to figure some things out. So, I mean, we still get to look forward to watching some football in April, which is always a fun thing, right? Yeah, no, I think so. And look, it, I think probably the biggest thing for this team is that they just get out of here as healthy as they can. I mean, like the, 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 the spring kind of came in, you, you, you felt like this was going to be a, a spring where they just didn't want to get more injured. I mean, they, they kind of had a lot of guys mm -hmm. that they're still working back from injury and Josh Williams and Mason Taylor and Mason Smith and uh, Makai Wingo. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, and, and so, you know, you, that, you know, we, we talked about some this off season of how, you know, that, you know, kind of bodes well for guys that are a little bit lower on the depth chart. But you also 
uh, at the same time, don't get to learn a whole lot about this team um, and, until they're at full health, until we get uh, into the fall. And so, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we talked with Coach Kelly on Thursday. Um, when you guys are listening to this, it'll probably be Friday or Saturday. But um, kind of Coach Kelly's message was that a big part of this spring was just to not get more injured, um, to mm-hmm. learn how to practice because they did have – uh, obviously 13 freshmen and then also, you know, 11 or 12 transfers that they were introducing into the program this year um, at, at positions of need. So like, you know, in the secondary, you had pretty much a practically brand new group of cornerbacks. Then um, they had to learn how they do things here at LSU. And so you had a, a nice foundation returning on offense, but you also had to work in a bunch of guys um, that were new. Uh, but they were able to do a lot of really solid things. I think they feel like they're in a much better spot, you know, at comparing from this year to last year. Uh, they feel like they're in a much better place. Um, and it, it's going to, I think, pay dividends heading into this offseason where you really hope that uh, Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer and all these guys can get together and continue honing that chemistry. And uh, it's going to be really exciting to see kind of what uh, what kind of product they put out on the field on Saturday. But um, yeah, I think I think Coach Kelly's been pleased with the way uh, this spring has gone, considering some of the places where LSU's a little dinged up. Um, you know, where the, you look at the offensive line and they don't have a ton of guys out there yet. I mean, they they've they've got some of the starters, but there's still four or five players that are coming in during the summer. So um, I, I think probably the biggest thing for me is just get out of this thing healthy. Let's 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 mm-hmm. see them push the ball down the field a little bit. Um, have some fun, uh, you know, see what the cornerbacks, uh, how, how the secondary is able to gel. We can get into some of this a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I think it's that, that's going to be the probably the biggest thing for me is just seeing them uh, not have any more injuries uh, kind of crop up on them here in the last couple of days. Dylan, I wanted to throw this one to you because I thought this was interesting. I've talked with a lot of recruits over the past week or two, guys that are maybe have committed or guys that are just visiting and maybe they're sophomores, juniors, or whatever they might be. And you've been out to some spring practices, and you've seen this, and I feel like we're going to see this again on Saturday. But they have all mentioned that the attention to detail is something that LSU is really priding themselves on, the small things. Obviously, last year, uh, I threw up on the board yesterday, you know, 24-7's predictions for 2023. And a lot of people brought up the Florida State game. And I think that's where people last year saw a lot of those attention to detail things kind of fall through. Uh, What have you seen from spring practice? And are you kind of echoing that same sentiment that a lot of the recruits have taken notice of that, hey, if we're going to win a championship, it's the small things that we have to do right over and over again? I mean, yeah, it was just one of the things that was immediately noticeable last year with this new crew is how tight the practices are. There's not a wasted second. If if the if the segment ends in 15 seconds and you're not doing anything, you're already going to where you're going to next. Like it's it's this snap along. Like they they get yeah. it done, and it is it's good to see uh, after uh, the years of where you know media wasn't given as much access uh, to practice and the reports that came from internally from how practices were ran in the last couple of years of the Orgeron era. It's nice to see and and watch and just be like, yeah, well they have they have a lid on things. Like they know what they're mm-hmm. doing. They're it's a business and they're they're running it like it. And yeah, I assume we'll see it on uh on on Saturday as well. Everyone knows what they're doing and when they're doing it and when they're what they're doing next. Mm-hmm. Um and 
yeah, everyone's paying attention, which is a huge thing. It's crucial. Attention to detail is crucial whenever you uh, want to try and win a championship in anything. And uh, it, it's noticeable here. It's noticeable. Yeah, a lot of kids have talked about that, saying, man, everything they do, they do in the goal of wanting to win a championship, understanding what it takes. Uh, Brian Kelly obviously has not gotten to that part yet, but he's a guy that has gotten very, very close multiple times uh, and has done it, in, I mean, as many people feel like, in, in me coming from the outside end. I mean, this is a guy with – uh, without he's got now got the resources he's probably never had and 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 so it's gonna be really interesting to see I think that's something we're gonna see you know and, and fans can say hey maybe take a step back and just watch how these guys move from drill to drill we've talked about it Glenn it's probably gonna be a little bit of a they'll have a practice portion maybe some scrimmage but watch the attention deal the hustle on and off the field in between the lines giving 110 uh, percent let's start it off here with the quarterbacks and I think that's where a lot of people are going to uh, if you still have a radio dial in your car and you're listening to this on podcast, you're going to turn it up a little bit or you're going to pay a little more attention, maybe lean into your, your monitor, your TV screen. Because, Glenn, you're coming out, obviously, with a piece on Friday. We're recording this on Thursday. Folks are going to listen, like you said, maybe leading up on their drive into Baton Rouge, maybe Friday or Saturday. Is Jane Daniels going to be aggressive? Are we going to see that? And I think that's obviously been the biggest question mark about what we're going to uh, see out of him. And a lot of people have made it, fans have, have made it, that he's got to prove something to, to keep that job. And I think that's always a healthy thing for the incumbent starter to have to prove something. But, Glenn, you've, you've talked about it. I mean, Nussmeyer has looked crisp out there on the practice field. When you see uh, what Daniels has to do, how much stock do we put in on Saturday to take away and say, okay, this race is either going this way or Daniels has kept the job? Yeah, I mean, I hope they give us a taste of, of kind of what they've been working on with Jaden this spring. Um, I think, obviously, Coach Kelly's talked about it a lot. Um, offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock has talked about it um, during his press conference as well, how they have really put an emphasis on on pushing the ball downfield with Jaden, him being comfortable with um, the, the looks and, and just, just kind of the reads and trying to get, um, you know, just trying to get guys in open space. And I think, you know, he, he – he struggled with that at times last year. I think he wasn't quite confident uh, enough in his arm talent um, to to really unload and, and look at that as a as a positive in his game. Um, but we're really going to, I think, get to see that this season. And you hope that they unleash it a little bit in the spring. I think, look, it, the spring spring game they're going to keep things very vanilla. They're not going to mm-hmm. open up the entire playbook for us. Um, but they. They showed enough, you know. They, they have a year under their belt now with this offense and with Jaden Daniels under center, um, to where they can show you enough to where you're not really unleashing everything and giving everybody uh, kind of what you're going to be looking at come you know fall. So I, I think they're gonna they're gonna take a couple shots. Um, I think it's going to be really uh, important that they they instill that in Jaden uh, really from the start here. Um, but again, this is going to be kind of like a uh, kind of like a simulated practice. They're not going to have a true game uh, format here. So uh, I think you're going to see a lot of Jaden Daniels running with the first team. You're going to see Garrett Nussmeyer running with the first team. Um, I think probably one of the more interesting uh, quotes that I've read from Brian Kelly or seen uh, in recent days, he was on the Paul Feinbaum show uh, this week, and he talked about that – LSU has two starters on their roster right now at quarterback, and that's hmm. something that not a lot of teams have in the country. And so I, I think they, they've they recognized that Nussmeyer needed those first-team reps this year, uh, or this spring, I should say. 
uh, and really gotten him heavily involved with that group as well. Uh, it sounds like from everything Coach Kelly said, Nussmeyer's had a great, great camp um, and, and really thrived in that first-team environment. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how, how that all plays out. I, I don't expect there to be any kind of controversy heading into the fall. I think Coach Kelly's made it clear pretty – pretty often how he feels about Jaden Daniels and how he, he's going to be the starter here uh, to start the season. But that doesn't mean that Nussmeier is not going to play. And I think that they're um, really open to the idea of, of putting Nussmeier in these games this year and uh, really giving him some serious looks um, and, and seeing how all this goes. And, and I think this is a really good opportunity this spring to not only see Jaden get more aggressive, but also see how – Nuss has learned from some of his kind of over aggressiveness at times. And I mm. think that's going to be really fun to see. You know, I think too, before going down to Dylan on this, I mean, we're really not going to get a real view of this to me until you walk into camping world in Orlando in, in September, because until you take the non-contact Jersey off, you don't know how these guys are going to respond to pressure in their face. That's not going to hold up. That's not going to, you know, walk past and maybe, maybe slap the Jersey. I think that that's really when you're going to get a feel. And so, yes, these spring games are great for seeing, I will call those on-air reps. And, Glenn, I imagine we're going to get to see some fun one-on-one -on -one battles, you know, with receivers against DBs. And we're going to get to that here in a second. And we're going to see, you know, one thing I'm excited to kind of see is how does Daniels and the aggressiveness, how is he taking shots with these receivers? You know, what? how comfortable does he look in, in with the chemistry with these guys? And so I think that's going to be fun to see. And, Dylan, that kind of leads me into the question for you here with some of the receiving targets. I mean, look, it's uh, it's a talented group, and they've got some names that behind a couple of guys that people feel like can make that next step. But who are you most excited to see? Maybe in the wide receiver room, maybe receiving some targets and going up for some 50-50 balls. Anybody, uh, anybody come to mind for you right there? The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. I mean, obviously, the number one name is Malik Neighbors. I mean, that's the obvious. He's the guy that everybody expects to take that next step, become the uh, the old Keishon Boutte, uh the you know that that level of receiver for LSU. Um, I'm really interested to see how Brian Thomas Jr. has grown uh, this offseason, working all around the field, working the slot, working on the outside. Like he has always had a lot of potential, and I think really had peaks and valleys last season. So if we can have a little bit more consistent of production uh, from him, I think that'll spell great things because I feel like he has the speed, has the size uh, to really hurt all over the field. So that's a weapon that you really need to, to lock down on. And in terms of the young guys, uh, a guy that really, really, really is intriguing as a recruit and then as a freshman, I've seen him a around a lot, is Kyle Parker. Um, mm. He's just a weapon. And yeah. getting him in the offense, I think, 
it would make sense to have him in an earlier role, like not maybe not a huge role, but I feel like he'll get snaps as freshman year. So seeing how he plays and how they want to use him in the spring game will be really interesting because I think his skill set is kind of a, a do it all, uh, all around weapon in the offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, just building off of that a little bit, there are a couple other guys outside of the quarterbacks that I'm going to be really looking at. Um, I think this is a really make-it-or-break-it year for Chris Hilton. Uh, He's been in the program now for a couple years, really been banged up with injuries. It's just been really unfortunate how little he's been able to get out onto the field. Um, But he's an explosive, explosive athlete, and he's mainly been working on the outside with the second team. Um, But he's a guy that you could absolutely slide into the slot uh, get some speed there, um, complement what Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors do really well. He's a vertical threat. I think he's a guy that's going to be um, really you know, heavily relied upon um, this season if, you know, if, if some other guys are a little bit injured or not quite ready. You know, Aaron Anderson's a guy that comes to mind who could also fill that mm-hmm. role. Um, certainly Kyron Lacey is an older veteran, is a guy who could fill that slot role as well. But I think Chris Hilton's a former you know, five-star player, guy who has all the talent in the world. He's just been injured. And I think if you if you kind of read between the tea leaves, I think they're really excited about his potential in this offense and how they can utilize him. Um, and then and then the other guy is, is, is Trey Holly, the freshman running back. I think yeah. um, when you have so many guys out of the running back room right now, um, the, these, these reps that he's getting right now are invaluable. And so – um, obviously Noah Kane's going to be a huge part of what you do on Saturday. He's going to get a lot of, a lot of touches, but I think Trey Holly's a guy that they're really excited about and a guy who quite frankly wouldn't have gotten the reps that he got this spring had that room been healthy. And so um, if you're able to get him with some first team reps with Jaden and with, with Garrett Nussmeyer and with all these guys, uh, I, I think his explosiveness and his talent is really going to show uh, with the first team as well. And I, I think the offense should have a really good day. Like I, there's enough of a core foundation returning offensively where they should be able to move the ball pretty easily, I think, up and down on this defense. And that's not a shot at the defense, but they're just don't have a lot of their, their starters in right now. And outside of mm-hmm. Harold Perkins, um, Omar Spates, um, th- this is a really new uh, group. Um, and, and guys that I just don't know that are going to be uh, quite ready to handle uh, the, the offense and the experience that they had last year as an offense. So um, that, that's kind of what I'm looking at from an offensive perspective. Yeah, you you mentioned Chris Hilton, and I think that's a it's a good point to go, kind of go back with Jaden Daniels. How Chris Hilton mentioned how he and Daniels have specifically been working on those deep shots, like mm-hmm. with, with his kind of speed. Um, it's good to hear that they're actively giving him something to do and also actively practicing the deep ball passing from Jaden. We saw it a little bit at the pro day, actually. Um, he launched a couple of balls. I mean, the only two balls he missed when throwing to Kayshawn and um, Dre were deep passes. Um, he, he overthrew a couple times, but he's – Seems like he's working on unleashing the the talent there because he can throw the ball far. I mean, everyone knows that it's about the accuracy. So I really want to see. I really do want to see Chris Hilton just catch a really long pass on Saturday. Oh, Saturday, and just give us something to look forward to next season. I'm sure it was a part of the highlight tape when he committed, but I'll never forget a little Pac-12 after dark him throwing that pass against Oregon. I believe it was his freshman year. 
uh, to beat Oregon and knock them out of playoff contention when he was at Arizona State. So I mean, the kids got arm talent. You mentioned it earlier, Glenn. Honing it in and making good decisions is going to be interesting. And you talked about the defense, and I want to switch over there here now because it's a defense with a lot of newcomers. And a lot of times in these spring games you see defenses, and, and one thing I've seen watching over the past couple of weeks is they don't really get too detailed with coverages. It's usually just running a base set and maybe four or five looks they're going to give the whole the whole game. And if this is not even a real game, I mean, look, I imagine, and it's one of those things too, these offensive guys have been running against these guys for the past month and a half. Like, they know what the coverage is going to look like. They feel like they know where someone's going to be. So you expect offenses to have success. Um, but when you when you see this defense, I mean, obviously there's a lot of new faces. Uh, you mentioned, I mean, one intriguing thing is to be what does Harold Perkins look like at the inside linebacker position? You know, how comfortable is he um, alongside, uh, you know, a guy in Omar Spates who's a veteran and is, I think, really, really – earned the respect of this locker room fairly quickly. Uh, I think that's something to continue to kind of note as well. But, I mean, what new guys, Glenn, are you excited to look at? I mean, the secondary's got plenty of them, and uh, hopefully we get to see some new faces and some old faces making some contributions. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think it sounds like Harold Perkins is going to play inside linebacker mainly on first and second down situations, and then they'll move him out uh, to jack linebacker in third down situations, which – which makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's a guy that you want rushing the passer on third down and creating havoc back there, creating turnovers, tackles for loss, sacks, that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, just talking with John Jancic, the who's not only the special teams coordinator, but also the outside linebackers coach, uh, he's been working with Harold on third down stuff. And so that's where it sounds like um, they're at with him right now. Um, he's going to get a lot of the early down work on the inside, and then they can switch him outside in third down or key situations that they feel like they can make a play. Um, but I, I think outside of watching what, what Harold's doing on inside linebacker, I'm definitely going to be looking at this cornerback room. Um, really excited to see just kind of the progress they've made. I mean, last year um, you had guys that were ready, that were older veterans, that were um, – really seemed to, to kind of get the the niche of it quickly. I mean, Makai Garner was a guy that we talked a lot about last spring. Uh, Colby Richardson was a guy we talked about last spring. Jarek Bernard Converse was, was injured, and we didn't get to talk about him as much, but he was a guy that you felt comfortable with was going to be able to do his job, and largely he did last year. Um, this, this, this new cornerback room is talented. They're long. They're athletic. Um, but they're also young and they're pretty inexperienced. And so that's kind of where I'm going to be shifting my eyes on defense. I think um, Zy Alexander is going to be a name to watch for sure. He's about 6'2", 6'3", really long corner, a guy that uh, I think LSU really likes. Um, LaTerrence Welch is the really the only returner uh, from last year, and he uh, was starting to get some first-team looks on individual drills and Kind of one of the things, one of the drills that's popular when we first walk in, um, they, they, they kind of line up in a base format and they call a snap and then they have them run to the opposite end zone. Um, and Welch was lining up on the outside uh, for, for a couple practices there. Um, certainly, you know, Denver Harris and J.K. Johnson are two young transfers that they brought in that they feel like have really bright futures. Um, I'm not sure exactly if they're going to get first team looks. They probably will. I think they're going to have to be really flexible with with the uh, number of guys that are rotating in just to just to see. You know, I mean, it's the spring game. Mm-hmm. You want to see how guys react in that setting, um, and, and it's going to be really important for them to to really hone in on 
who they think they can trust, what this offseason depth chart might look like heading into the spring or heading into the summer, I should say, uh, and really building off of that because it's going to be um, – I think the cornerback room is going to be one that really uh, can make or break this entire team. I mean, if they hit on a couple of these corners um, – that, that you're looking like you're in real fine shape defensively. And so seeing how those guys are communicating, how they're you know gelling on the field, I think is going to be really, really important to, to watch on Saturday. I, I wanted to add. Go ahead. I was oh, just going to throw it to you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I just <laughs> wanted to add uh, to the cornerback conversation that um, from what I've noticed, there's a lot of rotation in the cornerback room, but the most solid – and most consistent person towards the first team, I think, would be LaTerrence Welsh from the first day of practice. Uh, and I think that they've really leaned on him. I mean, he was getting good reps last year um, towards mm-hmm. the end of things, and and I think they've really leaned on him to, uh, as the, the anchor, the only returning player, um, as, as, as an example. Uh, like I see them whenever they, I would notice whenever they would test out a drill or, or, or explain a drill, they would use him like stuff like that. I, I feel like he's been the most consistent first team guy and he's looked good in practice whenever I've been able to watch him. We're going to talk on Monday, you know, about some of our takeaways from the spring game and what those might be. But uh, I think one other thing that I mentioned on the secondary ask was, uh, is Tobiano, Javion Tobiano. Obviously, Brian Kelly talked about him uh, kind of in that safety nickel spot, uh, him being able to grow quickly and having to make some calls with some, you know, some minor injuries to Greg Brooks Jr. and Major Burns. Uh, and Glenn, you mentioned when we talked about this last week, I mean, look, we know and love the type of player that Major Burns can be. Uh, we also know that he he can be banged up at times, and you have to have some quality depth back there. So to be able to see a guy like Toviano, some of the a younger guys to, to keep an eye on, uh, how he how he feels, how he flows, uh, because even though you're probably not going to be playing a hundred percent in this game speed wise, you still can tell the difference between guys like you said earlier, Dylan, that know what they're doing and can still do it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's going to be the biggest yeah. thing to see guys that feel comfortable making the checks or flowing or, or going to their assignment and being able to do that. But I think it's going to be an interesting opportunity to watch kind of what's going on. The game's going to be broadcast on SC Network Plus, so I'll be sitting on the couch watching that while you guys are enjoying the fanfare that is going to be Spring Day. Uh, and I think is it supposed to be a good weather down there? Is that at least Glenn? Are we going to have are you going to have some nice Louisiana? You no, know, I haven't looked that far ahead. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, you know, just bouncing off your point there, I think Sage Ryan, you'll probably see it first-team nickel, yeah. I would imagine. Um, and then and then Toviano's the guy that absolutely could be your first-team safety next to Greg Brooks. I mean, it sounds like um, Greg Brooks, was he was back at practice this week, so mm-hmm. uh, it, wasn't a minor, it wasn't a major injury. It was a minor ankle sprain, according to, to Coach Kelly. So um, I, I could absolutely see a world where those two are, are back there handling first-team safety reps. Um, Ryan Yates, I think they really like and has made some improvements. He could be on that second team kind of first team bubble. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the secondary is there's just going to be no shortage of stuff to learn just because of how new it is and how um, and, you know, how those guys are are all going to be counted on. Because the one thing you could say about this defense right now is that um, the, the linebacker group it sounds like it looks like you have a good core. Um, defensive line a lot of your core uh especially on the interior is is not played um and then the cornerback and then the secondary you you have a lot of those guys that are healthy 
and they just haven't played a lot together. And so they, they've, they've really got to, I think, lock in and, and be um, kind of that group that, that starts to, to gel together quickly um, because that they're going to be really counted on this year, all of those guys, to, to make a huge impact on this team. Yeah, you'd love to see that kind of culminate in the spring game uh, and see some positive takeaways. Dylan, any final thoughts here as we wrap it up? Uh, we're looking at mid to high 70s for the spring game. Meteorologist Dylan Sanders, there, everyone. Sunny, so it'll be um, gonna be sunny. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, sunny won't be there, but it will be sunny. Um, <laughs> sunny with a U. Sunny with a U. Um, one thing I wanted to add uh, that I've just I've noticed throughout the spring, and, and uh, since we're wrapping up the spring, and not necessarily on the field, but something I've noticed um, and it's been talked about with the Brian Kelly recruiting classes is camaraderie, like. Yeah. Everyone, like on social media, at least, you can tell everyone's hyping each other up. They're all talking to each other about rec- about committing when they're committing, like future plans and stuff like that. And more so than I can remember, just being around campus, the this like recruiting class from this year, they are as tight as can be. They're always grouped up, huddled together, like going to events like women's basketball, like prep rallies and stuff like that. They're always together, showing up together, going to class together walking around campus, like they're always together and walking around and it's different position groups and different stuff like that. It's just high camaraderie on the team. That's just a point I wanted to, I've noticed that I wanted to bring up since we're, you know, still in the spring. Yeah, Dylan, those are some great points right there. I really think that, you know, talking about uh, the recruiting and and seeing the impact and I did catch, I, I know I phased out there a little bit, that's why we have some some post production to do, but you know, seeing obviously the camaraderie with the recruiting, and that's something that's been really hit on. Um, I know this weekend we're on commitment watch, so that's going to be a lot of fun to watch and see if uh, see if LSU can add to that class as well. But hey, for Glenn West, for Bryce Coon and Dylan Sanders, we say so long. We will see you next time here on the Go Twenty Four Seven podcast. Make sure to stay tuned to Go Twenty Four Seven dot com all weekend long. Some great coverage. Talking about the spring game, wrapping up, and baseball season is still continuing. We're gonna get we, we got to get a podcast about baseball season, Glenn, before uh, before the sure. end of the uh, for into the conference tournament. Which is, I got the media credential thing the other day, so it's nuts to think that we're almost off to the end of the regular season. I know, college I, baseball. They they post the schedule every uh, this like the game, what game it is, and we're in the mid thirties already. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. We'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks so much for listening or watching wherever you may be. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.